we are a developing startup ecosystem you know every year we are seeing the quality of entrepreneurship go up the maturity of the founders go up we are seeing for the first time the founders are now selling their businesses and becoming serial entrepreneurs we still early days uh, but the opportunities are huge because there's just so many challenges whether it's healthcare or agriculture or education or financial inclusion or logistics or transportation you know india has thousands of problems Right. you know which uh, the government and public sector are not going to solve and someone has to solve it and and who better position than than startups with their innovative ideas and and leveraging technology Hey guys, welcome back to Don't Follow the Leader. My name is Noah Martins and if this is your first episode, this is a platform where we speak to society's exceptions and try to understand how they think and what motivates them. So if you think that's something you'd be interested in, don't forget to click the button down below and subscribe. It would also be really cool if you could follow us on social media and subscribe to our newsletter. If you want more updates on what we do or even insights into how we get our guests onto the show and why so that makes me very excited to talk to today's really special guest he is an entrepreneur himself and the founder of one of india's very first venture debt funds uh, nilesh kotri thank you so much for joining me thank you no uh, and uh, thanks for having me on the show all right um before i we talk about venture debt and your job what are you thinking about when you're not thinking about trifecta uh you know these days uh, uh you know it's mostly about you know humanity uh, you know uh, given that we are in the midst of uh, the covid situation and just pray and hope uh, you know that uh, that people are going to stay safe and and things don't go out of hand right. uh but listen i'm a passionate entrepreneur um, yeah. you know trifecta capital is a startup uh, it's a five year old startup Right. Uh, and uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very passionate about startups and founders. I like building businesses. That's what I've done in my last twenty eight thirty years. And uh, you know, at Trifecta, we have a large portfolio of nearly sixty companies. So, if I'm not thinking about Trifecta Capital, I'm thinking about you know our portfolio companies and what they could be doing differently and how they should be taking advantage of the situation and. you know what what kind of transformation they can do at this point in time so you know unfortunately i'm deeply embedded in 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 our portfolio and so constantly yeah. thinking you know about them uh, you know these days you can't go out too much but uh, you know i'm already thinking of 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 you know hopefully trying to get a small vacation you know <laughs> yeah. in august so, uh, yeah. you know we had some big plans this year um, you know which unfortunately uh, we could not implement uh, but uh, yeah looking forward to a small vacation you know we can just step out of the house yeah um and what's your background like how did you get here how did you get to creating india one of india's very first venture debt funds yeah interesting questions uh, you know i i i think it was serendipity Uh, okay. you know i didn't necessarily have a plan in fact uh, you know all my life i never had a plan uh, you know i was i was uh, you know i was always very enterprising 
And, um, you know, looking back, I realized that, uh, you know, I had the good fortune of working under some great entrepreneurs of this country, uh, Aditya Bidla, Dimesh Kampani, Bridge Mohan Al-Bunjal, uh, I ended up working in some of their startups. I mean, those days, 30 years ago, you know, people didn't, the, nobody had, you know, used the word startup. Yeah. But I was part of many of these new ventures that these great industrialists had set up. And, uh, and uh, you know, I was, I was young. I was only 20 when I passed out from Brits Pilani. And I was working directly with Aditya Birla. And, and um, you know, I was just very excited about, about, you know, working in a chaotic environment, uh, you know, indulging in many, many areas of, of, of building organization, whether it was finance or accounts or procurement or admin or operations. And, um, uh, you know, I got to learn because I work very closely with these gentlemen. I, I, I got to work about, you know, building businesses. I, I got to work like thinking like an entrepreneur. I got to understand that. And, um, you know, just became very passionate about building businesses. And, uh, you know, I, I did end up building a fairly large business um, in solar to Accenture. It was Accenture's largest acquisition at the point in time. Oh. Uh, went on to become the global head for ventures and acquisitions for Accenture, yes. doing, you know, acquisitions for them globally. I mean, this was more strategic investments for Accenture. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I met, uh, I met someone I had known for about 25 years, uh, you know, someone, uh, you know, who kind of started the venture capital industry in, in this country called Rahul Khanna. And, uh, and we realized that the startup ecosystem in India was gaining momentum, that, uh, that they were, you know, fantastic entrepreneurs, there was great VCs, there was a lot of learning, there were a lot of challenges. And maybe it was time to build a new institution like a Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, you know, Silicon Valley Bank, for those, uh, you know, your viewers who don't know, is a bank that has been built to address the needs of startups. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a bank, uh, you know, which thinks very differently, which understands startups, uh, you know, as, as compared to traditional banks like Wells Fargo or Bank of America, which may not necessarily understand what a WhatsApp is all about or, a, or a Twitter all about, uh, especially when they were younger. And so we thought it may be a good time for us, uh, you know, to build the Startup Bank of India. And, uh, you know, we had to get started. Um, so we launched our first product uh, in 2014. Uh, we launched our second product in 2019. And so, uh, you know, at this point in time, you know, we've, we've had a, we have a fantastic, you know, uh, journey to this point. Uh, where, uh, you know, we've supported nearly 60 companies. Some of the greatest companies in India are part of our portfolio. And we continue to innovate on new products and services. And, and, and you'll hear, um, you know, a lot more from us over the next 12, 24 months. So, yeah, it was, it was largely, uh, you know, the passion to build businesses. And, and, and right. so even as we, we are supporting founders and helping them build their businesses, you know, we're building our own business. This something that you said made me think of this and this is an observation that I've made and you can tell me whether or not you agree. Um, I feel like most founders haven't had a plan and you, you're always being told to know what you want to be and decide what you want to work towards. But when you do that, the best case scenario is that you end up achieving the goal that you set out to achieve. But if you don't have a plan and if you live life challenge by challenge, you could end up anywhere. And so I, like most of the founders that I've spoken to are people who haven't always wanted to do any specific thing, but have 
found their passion rather than having planned to get there for a long time do you is that something that you agree with that you know having that unrigidness with your life can lead you to better places i think i think it's a, it's a personality trait right uh, uh, you know if you're adventurous yeah. then then you, you, you meander and then then you know someday you find your passion right um I, you know I, i you know as i started my journey i i didn't necessarily think i'll be a founder someday right uh, you know but interestingly my friends who have known me for 25 30 years hmm. you know actually tell me that they they always thought i'll do something like this so i i think they could see it but you know i never thought you know that this is the path that i'm going to take and uh, and so i agree with you i mean they, you know uh, would you advise kids to um know what they want to be or would you advise them to be open to all sorts of options and not work towards any one specific goal for a long period of time you know uh, the kids of these days are very very smart they yeah. they will know a lot uh, they are brave uh, you know uh, unlike our generation where you know they were limited choices Right. and then a lot of choices would would were decided by you know the communities in the hmm. society um and so uh, you know the thing that i tell today's kids and and including my own kids is uh, is um, just pursue your passion and it doesn't have to be you know straight jacketed you know engineer mba and, and you know it could just be anything but just try to excel try to be good at uh and at at something and and it could be anything it could be sports right. uh right. and and so you know i would just say just pursue your passion and and it may take 5 years sometimes 10 years to understand what your passion is uh but that's fine hmm. right coming back to trifecta could you tell me what the difference is between venture debt and venture capital and why a startup would choose to take venture debt over venture capital so you know in some sense venture debt is you know another form of capital that's available to startups right um you know every business whether it's a startup or 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 a regular you know traditional business of textile or petrochemicals or banking you know always has working capital requirement there's capex you know there are deposits and uh, you know there is there is no business in this world which has no leverage yeah uh and so you know there is no reason why a startup you know uh, will not have working capital requirements so they will not have inventory receivables deposits you know they may be building warehouses they may be buying you know plant machinery equipment uh they may be buying vehicles uh, you know to serve the needs of the customers and uh, you know these uh, these kind of expenditures are best financed by debt um and so uh, you know in the us about 35 40 years ago as the venture capital ecosystem was was maturing um you know people realized that uh, there were needs of these startups uh, you know for working capital and for capex and things like that which were not being addressed by the traditional banks right uh, they just didn't understand what these startups are all about uh, these were these were unique business models i mean whoever would have thought airbnb would become what it has become Hmm. uh and so when you have these very new business models you don't have comparables and it becomes 
hard for people in the banking and non-banking sector to to fully understand, you know, how to underwrite debt in these companies. Right. And so, uh, you know, venture debt is just debt to startups. Right. And uh, the underwriting is very different from a traditional debt. The structuring is very different, um, you know, and so, you know, one has to understand how startups behave, you know, how they are built to be able to, you know, provide venture debt to these, uh, to these companies. So, uh, you know, any, any startup, uh, you know, which has working capital requirements, which has, uh, you know, investments to be made in capital expenditure, should evaluate venture debt. You can't build a business only on venture debt because uh, unlike, uh, you know, traditional loans, Venture debt is always a small fraction of venture capital. So if you raise okay. $5 million of venture capital, you'll get about a million dollars of venture debt okay. just because of the risk involved. Right. And so, uh, you know, I would encourage founders to always think of, uh, you know, the, the, the needs for capital and, and differentiate your working capital and, and, and CapEx and things like that and, and identify what those needs are and, and try and get it financed via debt to the extent that it is available. Now, very few companies, uh, you know, are able to get venture debt because right. there is a very high bar, you know, for them to get venture debt. Okay. Uh, you know, unlike a venture capital, which you make 10 bets and hope to make money in three. In venture debt, uh, you know, we don't expect, uh, you know, any of those 10 bets to go wrong. Right. And so there's a very high bar, but, um, you, you know, founders should always look, you know, forward to financing through venture debt. It also helps them bring the cost of capital down. It helps right. them, uh, you know, uh, conserve their uh, their equity in their businesses because, you know, debt unlike equity is uh, is is temporary capital. Yeah, you mm. can take it, pay interest, and, and service the debt, and the next three years you can retire it. But equity, uh, you're giving you know, away it's, a part of the company. Yeah. Yeah. Once you give it away, it's it's gone. Yeah. Right. And so, what are things that you look for in the startups that you invest in? Are there any red flags? Are there any moments where you, you're like, I have to invest in this. I have to lend to these people. What are things that you look for? So, you know, uh, any, anything and everything that a VC looks for. So right. a great founder, a great market right. opportunity, great business model, great right. team, um, you know, supportive regulatory environment and, uh, and, and, and things like that. But from a venture debt perspective, uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, are particularly focused on those companies that are beyond concept stage. Right. Yeah, which have a good product market fit, which right. means that they could be two to five years old. Right. Uh, that there are positive unit economics, uh, that for every dollar of revenue that you're earning, you're actually making a margin on it. Hmm. Uh, but most importantly, I think, uh, at least for trifecta capital, it's about the entrepreneurs. And, uh, right. um, you know, we are, uh, given that we are entrepreneurs ourselves and we come with a lot of operating experience, um, you know, we, 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 we like to find companies to work with, you know, where we can bring our knowledge, experience and relationships to play right. and help them become greater. Right. And so, uh, you know, we are very much about relationships. And so if we like a founder, uh, you know, who equally values, you know, what we bring to the table, uh, you know, that makes it an exciting journey for us. Hmm. And there's always this debate that I hear in uh, these circles about whether you'd 
do you invest in founders or do you invest in products so do you do you have an answer to that like if there's a a founder that you believe in but you may not believe in their product would you still be willing to take that risk on the founder so as a venture capitalist one would one would look at it that way but as right. a venture and provider no venture and provider okay. you have to be comfortable with the founder and the right product. right yes so okay, we don't take concept stage risk so venture capitalist hmm. says this is a great founder he'll figure it out hmm. yeah uh, you know that's not the stage at which we come in we come in a little later right and so by which time there is a good product market fit already okay makes sense and what's your favorite part of your job you can tell me your you favorite know, and your least favorite also <laughs> you know the favorite part of the job listen we 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 started this as a new industry in this country and so the favorite part of a job is is just you know meeting great people uh uh you know high quality people uh you know all the time so we meeting you know fantastic venture capitalists we are meeting fantastic founders we meeting fantastic investors so uh, you know try to test some of the greatest institutions and business groups of this country as 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 business partners and investors in our fund so every conversation is very intellectually stimulating okay uh, and the best part of the job is is just you meeting smart people uh, you're able to share experiences knowledge uh, you know you learn a lot from that from those interactions also but i think the best part is just just uh, you know just just being close to energy um mm. and and uh, you know every time we meet a new founder or meet one of our existing founders we are always you know thinking of uh, new things to do and especially in the covid times we've seen yeah. founders you know innovate so much um right. you know they, they, they just had a little more time to think and the kind of ideas that they've come up with is right. just uh, you know fascinating so yeah i think uh, you know the, the best part of the job is 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 all that uh, you know uh, those intellectual conversations right. and uh, and and uh, you know building businesses and every time you you achieve a little you know that's something to celebrate right and i i was speaking to this venture capitalist from silicon valley his name is akash bhat and he runs a podcast himself called desi vc where uh, he talks to indian venture capitalists about or american venture capitalists who invest in india and um, he was saying that the kind of startups that have been coming for investments during the covid times are of higher quality like um, he 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 was almost implying that because of covid the the startups that were not going to make it just got eliminated from the equation and he he said that the kind of start, the quality of the startups that were coming to him were a lot higher so do, is that something that you agree with i would i would put it the other way around i would just say that the opportunity that covid has presented uh is 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 immense yeah you know if you just look at it from an india perspective digital absorption has gone up significantly yeah we've accelerated digital absorption by 3 years right uh people are now consuming yoga online you know that was that could one could have couldn't have imagined it i know millions of customers are buying groceries from our portfolio company they're buying pharmaceutical products they're buying education and so on and so forth so i think uh, uh, you know what covid has done is is just increase the attractiveness of startups because they leverage technology and uh, because the tech infrastructure is is uh, you know reasonably well built in india and has been growing 
uh, we've seen now elderly people who are now you know grabbing their phones and and, and you know doing a lot of things on WhatsApp and YouTube and so on and so forth. So I think it's just uh, a far more exciting environment to build businesses in, you know, than than pre-COVID. And and I, right. I you know I think this is the best time to to build a business. So, oh, so so you think that COVID has made it better for the Indian startup ecosystem? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Right. Yeah, I can see that. And you know, um, there are a few. Who will, uh, there are a few who will get impacted. There are a few, say, in travel and hospitality or fintech. You know, who may have got caught unawares. Uh, but the opportunity has not gone away. You know, right. uh, and and so. Uh, I would think that uh, for startups, it's it's a it's a far superior environment to build businesses in. Right. Um, you know, barring this this uh, this lull that COVID has created. And what do you think about the Indian startup ecosystem in general, as compared to that of other countries in the world? How where do we stand? Yeah, I think listen, we are uh, you know we are a developing startup ecosystem. Uh, you know, every year we are seeing the quality of entrepreneurship go up, the maturity of the founders go up. We are seeing for the first time that founders are now selling their businesses and becoming serial entrepreneurs. So, you know, US has had a 50, 60 year old history. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there are entrepreneurs there who are in their fourth business. Yeah, we are just starting to see exits in India. We are seeing Sachin and Vinny Bansals and several others now, you know, uh, exit businesses and, and now are seeding hundreds of new entrepreneurs. So I think we are a developing uh, ecosystem, um, uh, you know, and the ecosystem is maturing. We're still early days, uh, but the opportunities are huge because there's just so many challenges, whether it's healthcare or agriculture or education or financial inclusion or logistics or transportation. You know, India has thousands of problems, right. you know, which uh, the government and public sector are not going to solve. And someone has to solve it, and, and who better position than than startups with their innovative ideas and and leveraging technology? Right. And how involved are you all with startups after you lend to them? We're actually very involved. Okay. Uh, again, because we are we we venture capitalists ourselves, we've been entrepreneurs yeah. ourselves. So yeah. you know our DNA is that of a business builder. So right. you know while we are not obligated to be involved. Uh, you know, I think we, we, we love to be on top of, of uh, you know, of the businesses we have supported. Right. And our founders look to us for advice and guidance and mentorship and help, right. you know, as they build businesses, uh, right. you know. And, and so, uh, yeah, we, we, we generally stay on top. All right. And startups have a, a very innovation intensive um, environment, right? And um, I was listening to Elon Musk talk and he talks about how at his companies, innovation is rewarded. He feels like you can't just um, give a speech and expect innovation and uh, the rate of innovation to grow. So it's rewarded through compensation and stuff like that. So how do you think you can drive innovation? Is a speech enough or do you have to compensate it, compensate innovation with money? How, how do you create innovation or raise the growth rate of innovation? You know, I think, uh, listen, the, the, the youngsters, uh, you know, of today are not necessarily driven by uh, money. You know, within, within Trifecta, we, we actually have some of the smartest people, uh, 
you know, helping build trifecta, mm. uh, you know, they're more driven by sense of purpose and, right. and what they have been able to contribute, right. um, yeah, whether individually or as a team. So I think uh, the most important uh, motivator is, is, is uh, you know, sense of purpose uh, okay. and, uh, and a direction. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, you tell them that listen, this is what we, we would love to solve and they'll apply their mind and, and everything. And I think, uh, you know, just that sense of purpose and that, that contribution is, is actually the biggest driver. You know, along the way, you know, as people do a good job, yes, they will make wealth and, 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 and everything else that comes with it. But uh, I think lastly, it's about, you know, uh, how do you motivate them to, to bring out their, the best in them? And, and, and that's largely, you know, telling them, uh, you know, what and how they can contribute, uh, you know, to achieving a bigger purpose. And what's the bigger purpose for you? Uh, because you are a founder yourself. If we can, uh, you know, in our lifetime, uh, if we can build an institution like a Silicon Valley bank in India, yeah. uh, you know, we've, we've already created a new asset class. We've created, right. we've expanded the industry today. You know, five years ago, nobody had heard of venture debt. Today, venture right. debt is mainstream. Yeah, right. every day you open the newspaper and there's a there's a story on venture debt. There's a story on venture debt transaction. And so we brought it mainstream, uh, we created awareness. Uh, there used to be a time where founders uh, were uncomfortable taking venture debt. Today there's a lot more awareness. Today they understand the virtues, they understand the benefits. So I think, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've created a lot of awareness. We've, uh, we've counseled and coached a lot of people. Uh, and if we can continue to develop the products and services, uh, you know, uh, I mean, and, and, and these are pro- hard problems to solve. And so, you know, given our passion to, to build something new, uh, we're constantly, you know, innovating and thinking of what we can do. And, and if we can do it, uh, you know, well, I think in the next five years, uh, we'll be a very large institution. Okay. That would have, uh, you know, uh, been a very integral part of building out this great ecosystem in this part of the world. Right. So I think, uh, you know, that's what is driving us and, uh, and it's, it's been fun so far. Right. Do you feel like you're still learning? Always. Okay. Always. And, yeah. Is it a process or do you feel like, like you're always just learning, doing your job? See, every interaction uh, is intellectually stimulating. You're, you're right. meeting the smartest people, right? The founders right. are smart and, and you spend two hours with them and you learn a few things. Right. And, and I think it's, it's, it's that desire to constantly learn, to share your experiences, to brainstorm, because these are all new business problems that we're trying to solve, right? Mm. And, you know, you may not have all the answers and every day we see a new business. Yeah. Right. And, and so... Uh, you know, while we've been around for 30 years in, in the professional world, uh, you know, the fact is that, uh, you know, just within Trifecta's portfolio, there's 60 unique businesses. Right. Yeah. And every time we meet a new founder, a new company, it's a unique business. So you have got to apply your mind. You have to assess, you know, what that opportunity is. So every day is a new learning. And so in, if you're part of this ecosystem, uh, you know, there is no pause to learning. In fact, your, your, your rate of learning is, is just exponential. And then when you, when you have smart people working with you, I mean, you know, we have, we have a phenomenal team in, in, in Trifecta. Um, you know, the smartest, uh, you know, professionals who are from the greatest institutions, rank holders. 
um, you know, when we when we discuss a particular company, you know, again, the kind of insights that we get is again very stimulating. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I don't have to have all the answers, but uh, you know, when you when I sit with my team and we brainstorm, you know, very interesting insights uh, come about. Right. So, um, yeah, I I think this is uh, we are a learning organization. Uh, you know, we don't uh, we don't have answers to all the uh, you know problems out there, but we are willing to learn and willing to develop the right kind of products and services. So uh, I, I don't think learning, you know, stops even for, for a minute. Right. And something that Kunal Shah says that is as important as putting hard work into your startup is taking a break just to, for, for self-assessment and also just so that your mind is um, at equilibrium. And so what's your fun activity what's your stress relief you know so for me stress buster is um, you know I, I i i you know i love to watch movies uh, okay any favorites you know, that you want to recommend <laughs> you know lots but uh, just last evening i was watching uh, you know steven spielberg's biography uh, okay. you know it's a you know i watched most of his movies and and okay. it was interesting uh, yeah uh, you, you know, to just uh, just see how passionate he was, and then that uh, you know yeah. that uh, uh, you know that the talent was visible when he was as as young as twenty, and, and, and uh, you know I remember watching Jaws when I was a kid, uh, and he he made that movie when he was only twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I like I like these kind of biographies. Uh, you know, I like war movies. I love romantic movies. Uh, so yeah, I'm a great movie buff. Uh, you know, I like uh, I like to travel a lot, and so you know, I've been to you know 35, 40 countries. Oh. Um, you know, I love to take small vacations with family. I love I love the mountains and I love the seas. Mm. Uh, and then of course, I love I love my music. So you know, uh, I've I've invested. Uh, you know, every every room in my house, you know, has has uh, you know an element of music and, and great okay. equipment, and so you know, I I move from one room to the other, and there's always music. Right. That that's a that's really refreshing to hear. Uh, what kind of music do you listen to? You know, listen uh, mostly classic rock. Okay. Uh, favorite band, Aerosmith. You know, uh, uh, a few movies. few numbers from Aerosmith, but uh, it's mostly Pink Floyd and Dire okay. Straits. Um, right. You know, uh, kind of the soft rock. Um, right. I love the Scorpions and I love Creed okay. and you know, yeah. I love Heart. And, uh, you know, but uh, I can easily, uh, it depends on my mood. Yeah, I can hmm. I can immediately switch on to Hindustani classical music. I can, right. I can spend hours listening to Carnatic music. I can listen right. to jazz. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I've, I've grown up around music and, right. and since I grew up in the South, you know, I'm as comfortable listening to Carnatic music, uh, you know, as I am to, you know, classic rock. Right. Uh, but yeah, my, my, you know, mostly it's classic rock. Right. Are there any books or podcasts that you recommend people read or listen to? 
I've been doing, uh, I've been listening to a lot more podcasts these days. I haven't okay. uh, been spending a lot of time reading books. Okay. Um, what are some of your favorites? You know, I, I love to read about, uh, you know, I especially been doing a lot, uh, you know, on uh, Spotify and, okay. and, and Apple podcasts and, you know, just listening to great entrepreneurs and, right. and uh, how they build their businesses and, uh, right. you know, how they build culture, you know, yeah. that's something, you know, we are a young organization and so most recently I've been spending a lot of time about how you build organization culture right. and what are the, what are the little, little things, you know, that, uh, that, uh, that become the culture of the organization. So been spending a lot of time on that because uh, you know we, we now have three offices and we have a team of 14 15 people but in two years we could be 35 50 right and uh, you know how do you make sure that uh, you know everybody you know has the same values has the same respect for for every other person and everybody is is, is helping everybody else become successful mm-hmm. um, and and uh, you know, be as passionate about about building trifecta capital and the impact we will create. Right. You know, like the founders. Right. So, mostly it's been around that. And there's, there's a bunch of stuff out there for for anybody to listen to. I was listening to the founder of uh, Tinder and Bumble, and she was saying that um, so Bumble is her second company after Tinder, and she said that she feels like the first 10, 15 hires are the most important because those decide the culture of the company. Is that something that you agree with? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, listen, you can't, you know, you can't stick culture on the wall and say, this is our culture, right? So, right. Uh, you know, I think every, the first few, obviously, you know, every, every new person that joins the organization has to, you know, has is to become part of the culture that you want to build. And, and uh, you know, fortunately at Trifecta, we built a very open culture. Okay. It's a, you know, uh, there, there are no levels. And because we just have the quality of the people is, is so high that, right. you know, we respect everybody. What are um, things that you look for in people that you hire? You know, so we have a very high bar. So obviously we're looking for high IQ, and which okay. means that we, we necessarily, um, you know, uh, recruit from the top colleges. Hmm. Uh, but we're looking for life experiences. We're looking for passion. We're looking okay. for aptitude. Yeah. Right. So, you, you, you know, every IIT in Britain, you know, is 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 got a high IQ. Right. But beyond that, we're really looking for you know sense of purpose. We're looking for aptitude. We're looking for life experiences. And right. so, you know, most of my conversations with uh, with uh, you know interviewees is is about you know, tell me about your life, life experiences in school and college. And, and, you know, what are the choices you made and, and uh, you know, what got you to this point? Uh, and so I rarely focus on the resume itself. Right. Um, I'll end with the last two questions. Um, one is, um, so I've been doing this personal experiment and it, it, it's, it's more like a creative exercise than anything else. But I've been tweeting to Elon Musk every single day to be on my podcast and yesterday was day 68 of just tweeting to him 68 days in a row and every day I give him, I, I try to ask an interesting question and I support it with a meme or something like that and uh, I, I, the chances of him seeing it are low but if he sees it I want it to catch his attention and more than anything else what it achieves is when I 
ask those questions and when i do research and think about what question i'm going to ask him i end up coming up with interesting questions to ask the guests that i have on my podcast so if this is something that i've asked the last few guests if you were to try to contact elon musk how would you approach that problem uh you know just write to him twitter what's the medium um you know write write an email to him but how would i get his email id his email id is not not too difficult to find I mean, oh okay i'm sure you can reach out to you know uh, mutual friends in the valley yeah. and, and getting his email id is not going to be too difficult okay um and uh, yeah and, and just uh, you know just let him know that uh, you're a, you're a big fan and you've been following his story and you're inspired and you'd love to um you know chat with him and i'm sure he's a busy man but yeah. uh, you know that's the best way just be direct right. or or find someone who knows him and who can get you that uh, that meeting and right. you know i'm sure if i wanted to reach out to him you know there'll be a bunch of people in the valley who will have access to him you know right. from within the venture capital community it's, it's not okay. and and, and uh, you know such kind of people are actually quite accessible you know okay. like what we think they're, they're quite accessible okay right we just busy yeah okay so so you you think that the best method is to reach out to someone get his email id and email him cold email him yeah or or if or better still if you know someone who knows him then you know you know get a reference right okay i'll, I'll try and work on that yeah um, sure and finally what advice do you have for college kids or for anyone in general if you were to give them some advice what would it be uh you know the advice i would give and which i gave to my my older son who's who's just going to be graduating in the next two weeks from stanford is is uh, you know the college time is the best time and, and hmm. just have a ball okay uh you know uh, this is not the time to take life too seriously it's about experimenting it's about you know Uh, making friends who probably will be with you for life it's about uh, uh, you know trying to discover yourself uh, you know it's about maximizing the opportunities that that college or institution offers and and, and uh, you know but along the time just have lots of fun you know it should be a ball it should be a party um, you know of course it doesn't mean that uh, you know you ignore your academics but you know getting a 10 cgpa is not be all right uh, this, this is uh, the time to to build your personality and mm-hmm. and to learn from all the other smart people you know who are uh, you know around and build new skills right thanks a lot for doing this i i i actually learned a lot and this was a lot of fun No, listen. I, I i'm uh, i i'm looking forward to seeing some of your previous podcasts and um uh, you know thanks for reaching out to me i've enjoyed the conversation as well and right. you know hopefully you know my learnings and experiences uh, you know would uh, you know people might find it interesting yeah thanks all right yeah. take care and uh, stay safe Thank you so much for staying till the end of this episode. If you liked it, don't forget to like, share and subscribe and share this with all of your friends.